0: As we were wrapping up our straight talk segment, we were uh, talking a little bit about some of the challenges of marriage, Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of the great challenges is it takes two. So how much time do you invest in your marriage? Not talking about financial investment, that time. Uh, Talking about investment in the covenant that you made with your spouse and God. It's something you've never thought about. Uh, We have Peter and Teresa Martin from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester with us right now to talk about uh, some opportunities or an opportunity uh, in particular to invest in your marriage. Uh, So we have Peter uh, in in studio with us, Teresa on the line. Uh, Peter and Teresa, thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So the question of the day for our listeners is, do you take time to invest in your marriage? Uh, uh, And when you talk about that investment, what do you you mean?
2: What does that investment look like for each of you? So the uh, investment that we always share with others is that when someone wants to get ahead in their work, they'll seek out podcasts, they'll go to seminars, they'll read books, they'll look into people who are in the field and try to get ahead mm-hmm. and they'll spend extra time they'll give as much energy as they can so they can climb up the ladder as quickly as possible and so we always use the same analogy for our marriage we, you know how much more are we doing for our marriage so that we can get ahead so that our marriage will be stronger so that we can move up the ladder so to speak in in our marriage
1: i think also there are a lot of things that slowly wedge in between husband and wife the busyness of life and dealing with children and different schedules and if we don't invest in our marriage and in that relationship there can slowly be this kind of invisible wall that builds up and you're five years down into your marriage and and you don't have that same loving feeling that you did when Mm. you first got married so we have to keep investing in that relationship to keep it strong
3: uh, Teresa, that's that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, I, I I struggle with that myself in my marriage. I mean, you you know you you go through. We're 22 years now, and I'm with my wife Sharon, and uh, it, it's it's a, it's there, and you have to do it day by day. It's really not something that just comes naturally to us to be looking out for the other person. So you know, it seems like sometimes that makes a lot of sense. And so, why do married couples sometimes forget this ideal?
2: yeah we live in a world that's very self centered so the world is pushing us to look out for number one mm-hmm. whereas you know there's nothing wrong with self care uh, when that becomes your main focus all of a sudden you forget the love that you had for your spouse when you were first at the altar mm-hmm. when you first walked up the aisle met your spouse there in front of the altar you would have died for him or her right, right? you you just that's all you could think about is serving her serving him so we lose that living in a culture uh, that tells you that you should take time for yourself, a culture that tells you that it 's okay for you to go out with the guys <laughs> it 's okay for you to you know spend time on Facebook, spend time on social media it 's okay for you to kind of spend time just alone mm-hmm. um, and and that 's going to make you happy well then you know the, the more you do that, the more you separate yourself from your spouse and the and the harder it gets to it, and uh, rekindled that love that you had at, in front of the altar.
3: Yeah, the subtleness that you were talking about, Father Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know, those little things that the devil's po- poking at us, you know, moving us away. Teresa, you got something for for us on that?
1: Yeah, um, I think that subtleness that you were just talking about was what I was going to comment on, is that, you know, there are a lot of good things that we invest in, but there are mm-hmm. a lot of pressures that tell us that this is the most important thing, that your child does these sports, that you go to every activity, that you go to every event, so that their child can be, you know, more fulfilled, or that you get ahead in your work, And, and while these are all good in and of themselves, for your family to really be joyful and happy, you have to invest in your marriage, and there are stresses, and there are different things that happen, and if you don't take the chance to just communicate deeply with our spouse about how we're feeling about these things it becomes again this kind of silent wall that builds up between you and you feel more and more distant and satan is working against us as well to to kind of discourage it like no 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 we don't have time for that these other things are more important Um, but in reality this is the most important thing
0: now, Peter, you're you're almost grimacing uh, there as you're as you're listening to your wife talk about what can happen uh, when when you're not paying attention. You know what are what are I and mean, what are some of the subtle things that you do to strengthen the bond of marriage?
2: Well, I'm blessed to be the director of life marriage and family for the diocese of winona so this is my field right so i get to read books listen to podcasts listen to talks go to conferences right so i'm blessed with that ability and so i'm constantly reminded of these little things little things like don't forget flowers it's just not something i learned from my parents uh growing up on the farm <laughs> Uh, flowers are all around us. We don't need to buy them would be <laughs> my my father's potential <laughs> response. Um, but uh, little things like that and, and little things that that um, remind the other that, that you're thinking of them. So even just taking time out of your day to, to stop and say, hey, how's everything going there at the house? Mm-hmm. You're there with all seven kids and it could be chaotic. Do you need a break? Do you, what do you need? Do you need me to get something on my way home from work? Taking time, little things like that. It right. doesn't have to be big. I remember when we were first married a buddy of mine told me, he said, Pete, the secret of a happy marriage, make the bed. Wow. Well, and I s <laughs> I kinda I laughed. I said, Steve, you make the bed? He said, No, but She's really happy if I ever get around to it. So it's, it's a, good, a good thing to know. that. And, and every My time wife I, would be that way, too. <laughs> every time I do make the bed, Teresa comments on it. Oh, you made the bed. How yeah. sweet. Yep. I'm like, well, it's really not that complicated. But, yes, yeah, okay, yeah. I took the time. And, again, these little things to, to remind yourself even that it's not all about me. And women and men are different. So if we can take a moment as
3: men to look at it and, and learn a little bit about how women see things, uh, what do you say to that, Teresa?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, but the opposite is also true, you know, so right. when men, men take the time to connect on that emotional level, you mm-hmm. know, um, men are more physical. So even that hug or that hand on the shoulder absolutely. or that, that touch mm-hmm. is, um, is important for women to offer as well. Just, right. just that loving touch to let them know that we're thinking about them.
3: Well, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson here, and we are talking with Peter and Teresa Martin. Peter, you're with the diocese, you said. Yep. Teresa, you, you've written, uh, I know, one book, right? Yeah, Woman, How Great Thou Art. Yes, and and what do you do? Uh, are you at homeschool, or do you do other stuff? Or uh, I don't remember how you're connected to, with the diocese, too, or...
1: Yeah, I had uh, previously worked for the diocese as the associate editor for the newspaper, okay. um, as well as working alongside Peter with marriage mm-hmm. ministry and developing um, the endowed studies with women's ministry. But then I went back to school, and I just completed my master's, um, and um, I'm working just at home with the boys, full-time homeschooling all the kiddos.
3: Yep. Well, I just wanted to place that in there because I know that you guys have busy lives and you're doing all that, and, you know, why the importance of, of, of what you're talking about because you both are involved in, in this together as talking about and helping with the diocese. Uh, I know you guys have talked and given things and, and, and done retreats and, and so forth, so what do you find the most uh, kind of helping, you know, what brings that, that grace to you or, or how does that fill into your life?
2: I think the reason we got into doing marriage ministry was because we saw the need for it mm-hmm. when we were uh, engaged to be married. Uh, we did a pre-cana mm-hmm. and it took, um, I think, all of maybe 10 hours total. Uh, and I remember looking at Teresa at the time thinking, my brother is a priest. And I, I said to her, you know, it took him eight years to prepare for that sacrament. Well, we only get 10 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's more that's needed here. Uh-huh. Um, and so we, we have a real heart for helping married couples because we know that there's a lot of um, help that they could use. Uh, the church has very rich teachings and, um, you know, that they, they could use some one-on-one. They mm-hmm. could use some assistance, especially in this culture where marriage is certainly not a high priority at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even just people that we work with, they probably are not going to be... Assisting us if we come to work, saying, "You know, we had a we had a fight again at um, this weekend." Our colleagues might say, "You know, you should just leave him." That's right. that's unfortunately the culture we live in. So we we have a real heart for helping couples out, letting them know that mm-hmm. the church is for them.
1: Well, and you know that deep in our hearts, everybody wants that forever romance. I mean. Everybody loves those stories of the movies of the, and the, and, you know, true love stories that we hear on the news or whatnot. You, you're drawn to that. You cheer for that. And mm-hmm. so why, why do we not continue to cultivate that in our own marriage? And I mean, and we're not even immune. Here we are working in marriage ministry. And Peter and I, the only reason that our marriage is strong is because we have intentional communication. And sometimes it's still awkward. And sometimes we yeah. have to really still work at it. But that's the only way that it's going to work is if you do put that time and effort into
0: it. Right. That's right. And, you know, there needs to be work. And, you know, sometimes you need to make a little extra effort to kind of, you know, get, get, over, get over the hump, to uh, get over the issues uh, that keep bogging you down, sometimes you need to do something a little extra. And so uh, there is an event coming up that specifically focuses on taking marriage seriously. Um, uh, Teresa, would you begin by telling us about this event coming up?
1: I'm sure <laughs> it's the, i'm switching um, it
0: up on you i know i <laughs> yeah 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 that's all
1: right <laughs> uh the marriage of Christ, um and it's called encounter and i'll let actually pete go through it but it's a time of just setting your heart aside and digging deep into this relationship and if you feel any of who's listening, if you feel like you've lost that deep connection, or you just want to even go deeper in your connection with yourself and with God, um, this is the place to come. And I'll let Mm. you explain what the encounter means.
2: Yeah, so we're going to have a retreat over a weekend out in Wyndham, Minnesota, October 4th through the 6th, and... It's called encounter. We're we're using the word in three different ways. The first encounter is between the single individual and Christ. So we both know in our marriage that it's because of our love of Christ that has allowed us to love our spouse. The second encounter is, of course, the encounter between the two spouses. We know that 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 takes work, as we've said, and there's healing that needs to, to be Uh, included. There's communication. So we're going to work on that encounter. And then finally... Uh, what we found by doing this is our sixth married couples retreat what we found is that the couples who come on the retreats really appreciate meeting other couples Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the critique at the end in our evaluations is that we really wish we had more time to spend with the other couples
3: okay engaging
2: yeah we we live in a culture that no longer gathers together Mm -hmm. with others around the kitchen table playing cards nobody sits on the front porch any longer Mm -hmm. visiting with their neighbors and so this is the third encounter we're gonna gather together together. Teresa uh, and I just kind of stumbled upon this. We decided let's, um, instead of spending money on catering, let's just make a meal together. Oh, we wow. Make it like a family. And man, did that go off well so you've it, done was, that. Okay. it was like a Thanksgiving meal with all these couples that had never really known each other but in the end it was just a beautiful experience and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna include that again in this encounter uh, it's none of this is mandatory so if someone is like oh geez I don't want to I don't want to share with other couples certainly not something that you have to do mm-hmm. uh, but what we, we've discovered is that that's the the most um, important part for some of the couples is that they just never get a chance to sit down yeah. with other like-minded couples anymore.
3: Wow.
1: And our world and our culture is, is anti-family and anti-Christian morals at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, so even if you stand, even if you and your spouse are resolute in your faith and, and in your Catholicism, it is really hard to, to push against this tidal wave of our uh, secular culture alone. You know, Mm -hmm, and and to to build this community, to build this relationships with other couples who are there for the long haul too. It it just encourages them, and um, and we need it. It's it's not just an extra fun thing. We, We need that community,
3: right? Well, Peter, I hope that's going to work out for you. And Teresa, I thank you so much for being with us. It's $120 for couples. Uh, is there, I mean, uh, that's not a
2: barrier, though, to, for people. Correct. Right. Yep, absolutely. And, and what, someone, it's
3: October 4th. October
2: is, 4th through the 6th. Uh, they can go to dowr.org. To learn more, go down to the events and find the Married Couples Retreat, and they can, they can sign register there, there right? and you can reach out to me if there's a problem, and we can work, at, yep. work something work And you're up.
3: on the page also for for working with the diocese, so they can contact you directly exactly. then. Exactly. Yep. yep. Or if you see them out on the street, talk to Peter or Teresa. I know they're <laughs> around, so I'm sure they would enjoy talking with you. Absolutely. So I, I Absolutely. can't think of you. Yes. Thanks so much for being with us, guys. It's great. I hope this uh, turns out. I'm actually kind of thinking about it, talking to my wife about it. So, Do it. You know, uh, Wonderful. This is, this is great. So it's a, a blessing for you guys to be both uh, with us.